2: Maybe we need a massive, holistic re-examination of what education looks like um, in this country, um, which is difficult because a lot of this is to do with austerity politi- policies and, you know, cutting, cutting um, support financially to schools, so teachers are having to make do with less.
1: Hello and welcome to season eight, episode 10 of the Think Inclusive podcast presented by MCIE. I'm your host, Tim Villegas. This podcast features conversations and commentary with thought leaders in inclusive education and community advocacy. Think Inclusive exists to build bridges between parents, educators, and disability rights advocates to promote inclusion for all students. That's right, y'all. All means all. To find out more about who we are and what we do, go to thinkinclusive.us, the official blog of MCIE, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today on the podcast, we talk with Sarah Wishart, filmmaker of Excluded, a documentary which features the stories and voices of students who have been excluded from school in the United Kingdom. We discuss why she was inspired to make the film by something she saw on Twitter and why she thinks exclusion isn't good for anyone. But first, we want to hear from you. What do you think is the biggest challenge to inclusive education where you are? Whether you are a family struggling to advocate for your child, a teacher trying to get their colleagues on board, or a like-minded citizen Attempting to move inclusive education forward Tell us what your biggest challenge is And here's how you can do that Email us at podcast at thinkinclusive.us Or you can reply to us in our Instagram stories And here's another way Uh, On the brand new Q&A feature On the episode page in Spotify Now, no matter which one you choose, we will feature those responses in our next podcast at the end of the month. So again, tell us what do you think is the biggest challenge to inclusive education? We look forward to reading your responses. Thanks for listening to the Think Inclusive podcast. We're so glad you're here. After the break, our interview with Sarah Wishart. Okay, so today on the podcast, we have Sarah Wishart of Each Other. Uh, she is the creative director heading up both the editorial and film teams. She has a passion for telling stories with a background in theater and performing uh, performance making, as well as marketing roles for think tanks in the education sector and the media. She is a noisy advocate for social justice projects that bring about significant change. And in 2020 launched her first feature documentary, Excluded, focusing on school inclusion in the UK that only featured the voices of young people, many of whom worked as co-creators in the production of the film. Sarah Wishart, welcome to the Think Inclusive podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, So, I had no idea about this film. I think I found it on Twitter. (laughs) It was just, it was like, it was a, it was a serendipitous moment. Um, you know, when you're scrolling through your feed and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my goodness, I, I want to see this film. And so, um, you know, we, we, we tagged it and we reached out and we're so grateful for you to be here. Um, what inspired you to make this film excluded?
2: So um, we'd made um, a similar, well, we'd made, we'd made a little film about a year beforehand. We'd been commissioned. We're a human rights like journalism charity, and, but we also make films around, around these areas. Um, and we'd been commissioned to make a film about, about trying to raise people's awareness about human rights. And it was going to be something um, kind of cute. And we kind we, we travelled around the UK and there's a whole bunch of schools in the UK which are called rights respecting schools. So they embed human rights in the way they teach the the young people and the children. Um, and it can be like as young as like nursery school. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what's a rights respecting nursery? And they're like, well, we get the children and we get them to vote on what they want to do. Like after uh, you know after our nap, do you want to hear a story or do you want to play in? like, you know, the sand pit. So the children will vote. So like, you know, all the way through. So we were kind of like talking to the, um, children about about seven or eight, like for that film. Um, and it's great. And it's kind of, it's very sweet. And we gave them lots of questions to ask each other. So we, we took a step back and we kind of like put them in charge of what they wanted to say in that film. So we already had a project that was centering kind of like children in that way. And I wanted to do something which was... Um, a bit older looking at older children um, and young people um, and I didn't really know what it was going to be about I knew that 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 was it I I wanted to do something similar but with older older um, children Um, and and then there was this ad hack on the uh, London tube line and I was like what is this and basically um, what happened was they some young people got onto a tube really late at night and they took down the normal maps on every tube line in in London there's like you know you got the northern line and then you'll show all the stops that are on it well they took those maps down or rather they they put their own maps over the top of it and instead of showing the northern line map what it showed was the prison the school to the school exclusion pipeline to prison because there's big um, numbers, basically a lot of people who are in prison have also been excluded. And like once you're excluded from school, um, you're in like a very sort of like murky kind of like area. There's no support. And often young people end up like in, in, in jail. So I was like, well, who? And then basically kind of it was all over Twitter that morning. And they, they timed it to be, to kind of like go out, commuter rush hour on the day that GCSE results day so GCSEs are um an exam for um young people around about sort of 16 it's what takes them onto A levels which then takes them onto university um so this is GCSE results day and they put this up there and it was everywhere like loads but they also kind of like had this incredible sort of scheme to get people talking about it on social media and they did and like it got them so far but it, it, it is what i saw and i was like that's it that's the film um and from that inspiration i thought that the film was going to be a journey looking at school exclusions while we tried to track some of those young people down to find out why they did it but i found them quite quickly <laughs> so so that sort of like that sort of narrative arc wasn't really present and they like they and people you know people that got involved with the film like groups that because they had to stay anonymous because they broke you know they broke the law so kind of like they couldn't Mm -hmm. be sort of directly involved with the film but like them and other groups that they were linked to then got involved and were really really wanting to get and suddenly it was a case of okay well you know let's let's do this let's do this fully let's let them get tell us what they want with it let's see where we go
1: that's a that is such a beautiful story and um and their advocacy actually informed your work and changed and changed it right it changed the trajectory of your work
2: completely changed the trajectory of of our work but beyond that really changed slightly the trajectory of the organization to be honest like Hmm. um because we put them we put them at the heart of what we were doing um we workshop with them i mean like basically there was one um young woman called betty um who's in the film but when she first when we first met her and went to interview her and some of her friends um she got off the filming and she said to me she said tell me about human rights i i want to know about human rights and i i want to be involved with human rights i want to be involved with your organization i want to come and volunteer for you and i was i said i don't i don't want you to volunteer for me because i don't want you to get used to doing things for organizations for free and we don't have any money at the moment so i can't pay you and i don't want to take advantage of you because you know these are not you know you get a lot of people coming to organizations like ours wanting to do internships who are often affluent young people who don't you don't need to get paid so you know because they've got you know family money and that's not the case for these young people in this film so I didn't I really didn't want to take advantage of them but the advocacy group that worked with them said to me we can if we can find a way to get her happy like about like it's fine it's okay you're not you're not sort of like ripping her off by doing it so so she came to work with us um but then we got money anyway, so I was, able, I was able to pay her. So she came on as a researcher. So she changed the di- direction of the film. And then when we got the money, we could bring them all, a lot of the young people kind of like on board. And we said, right, we'll workshop. We'll just get them in and we'll start workshopping. Um, because we were really keen to make sure they had ownership of how they were being represented. But when we said to them, when we were filming, how do you want to be represented? They were like, we don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And so we we're like, OK, maybe we're going to need to go away and, and stop talking like creative directors and start like, you know, in, engaging with these young people. So we went off and did a, a workshop and basically we were like, OK, well, this is where we're at. Here's some rushes of stuff we've already filmed. Um, what would you like us to do? Where would you like this to be seen? What would you like it to achieve? Like, who would you like to use this film? Um, you know, when we launched it, what, what would, what would you like to happen? Um,
1: I'm just struck with how important uh, you, you put the students and the, in the young people's voices in this film it is very apparent. That, that that is what you attempted to do. And, and you nailed it. I wonder if you would um, help our audience understand what happens when a, a student is excluded? Like, what is the process? Yeah.
2: So there's different kinds. Um, mm-hmm. So there's like temporary exclusions. So this can be you know, somebody being difficult in class and a teacher sending them out. So they could be sent into a room. Often they're sent into a room on their own. Um, and sometimes this doesn't sound that big a deal. But actually, if you're a young person and you're having a difficult time and you're being sent into a room when there's nobody else around you and there's nobody you know, you're on your own, like you're completely isolated, it's not actually the best way to sort of like deal with a lot of these kind of like issues, you know, a lot of the young people in the film suggested, take people out, calm people down, bring them back in, because, you know, it's quite scary, I think, you know, we think that teenagers are, are, are kind of more robust and they are and if they're going through difficult things externally the last thing they need is to be you know in solitude really um but yeah so like they might just be sent out of class sit on your own for a bit but that might continue for more than one day um sometimes they're sent home which um if you're quite a young child that's that's not a very good kind of like solution and what about parents that are working that have then got to kind of like come back and look after that child and often maybe parents or the home is the place where the problem is so you're sending them out of school back into a place where they might be kind of like you know getting into trouble for you know the situation so there's temporary exclusions which might be a couple of hours might be you know a number of days and this all builds up so it becomes iterative and once a young person falls into that loop then they might kind of like find themselves being, um, as some people say in the film, targeted. So kind of like, you know, what's happened here? Oh, you're in the room, therefore you might be the one at, to, at fault because you're often at fault. Or, you know, there's, there's self-fulfilling prophecy, really. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we all know if we're told we are a thing, sometimes we start to become the thing. So um, it can lead to permanent exclusions, which means that, that young person has is expelled. Is I guess the old-fashioned like word for it. You're expelled, um, and then they can be out of the school system entirely. So this is where um, young people might get into gangs, might get into um, you know situations um, where they're getting into into crime-related like um, situations, or they're often sent to PRUs, which is a pupil referral unit. So these are much smaller spaces where um it's kind of like alternative provision so you're sent out of mainstream schooling and you're sent to an alternative provision and most of the time that's where you'll stay sometimes as we heard in the film there's um young people that have the opportunity to come back into mainstream schooling but often people once they're in PRUs, that's it they're sort of stuck Mm -hmm. um and yeah they don't often get they don't often get exams. They don't often pass they don't often pass their exams. They don't often kind of leave um those PRUs with qualifications. So um yeah.
1: Yeah, um I, I thought that was interesting uh, that some of uh some of the young people felt safer mm. uh more accepted, yeah. Even respected in these excluded environments. Uh, and I, I wanted I think I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask anyways. <laughs> um do you think that is that's the exception to the rule or um is there some good yeah that, that you know that can come from exclusion?
2: I think that I, I'm not sure, I I I'm not sure that I I'm not sure I personally would say that there's much good that can come from exclusion. I think you need to include um young people. I think education should be compassionate it should be inclusive um I really understand some of those young people who are saying we're in much smaller classrooms like we're in instead of being in a class of 30 um with one with one teacher who like is run ragged like not being able to kind of look after everybody um we're in situations where there's five of us and so people can listen to us and we can we can kind of move at the speed that we want to move at you know and um, some people are going to move very quickly and some people are going to need more assistance. And being in those smaller classrooms means that that's, you know, possible. So to me, it's less that our PRUs, you know, is there, is there some good that comes out of PRUs and more that like maybe we need a massive holistic re-examination of what education looks like um, in this country, um, which is difficult because a lot of this is to do with austerity politi- policies and, you know, cutting, cutting um, support financially to schools, so teachers are having to make do with less, less resources, less staff, less, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I interviewed uh, we in the the school in Scotland that we talked to um they do have a compassionate education policy and i interviewed their headmaster so that's like an like when we when we launched the film even though it's just young people that are in the film we created a week of content around it where we heard from teachers we heard from head teachers we heard from parents we heard from like youth workers there was lots of different kinds of like viewpoints and that's all on our website like a big hub of different kinds of stuff and um I interviewed a headmaster from a school in Glasgow called um, St. Rocks and he was amazing and that school is amazing. Um, but, you know, he was like, he was like, it, I, said, I said to him, what, what would you say to the teachers that say it's more work to be inclusive and compassionate? He was like, well, it is. Of course it is. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like deny that. Of course it is. But, um, you know, the, the, the outcomes of that, of that sort of project are just much more rewarding and and you know compassionate education like is beneficial for everybody at the schools not just not just the young people but the teachers that are seeing a completely Mm -hmm. different sort of like behaviors and and results
1: is there anything that you wish that i would have asked you about
2: um So one of the things is that we paid young people. We really wanted to pay young people because we wanted to make sure that, like I say, I I mean, I mentioned it a bit about Betty, but we wanted that to be the case with every young person on the project. So every single person, like all the young people, I mean, very early on, we didn't have funding, but from the minute we had funding, we have paid everybody on the project, whether they were recording themselves, whether they've come along to a workshop, like, you know, because we wanted to make sure that we weren't, taking anybody for granted and that and that they understood their own that they understood that they were giving their time but they were getting you know compensated for it. Um, And we also made sure that they could talk to us about how they wanted to be represented in the film. So like we like even the young people that were anonymous and had their names changed, we had conversations with them where we were like would you like to be completely anonymous and we can use a picture of somebody else so it's not at all you. Or would you like it to be near you? Like, you know, we can, we can, you you know, so you can look at the film and see yourself in it. And so they made decisions like that, like all the way through. It wasn't like, you know, it really wasn't just, hey, we're going to take this stuff. It was about us wanting to make sure that they felt like this was part, that they were, that they were part of it. And they're on the credits, like as co, as co, um, you know, co-creators and um, consultants on the film, really. And I wanted that to be, and I want that to be something that we do kind of going forward with all the things that we involve young people or anybody that we're in. A lot of what we do is around ensuring that we centre um, people with lived experience, lived or learned experience, so that we're not talking about or over people, but we're sort of handing, handing them, um, you know, the microphone. Um, mm-hmm. And when we do that, we want to make sure that they're involved in the in the collaborative creative process when working on film projects particularly um it's a bit harder to do um in short journalism pieces but like definitely with sort of like the film the film projects um we can kind of like embed it and eventually hopefully we'll find different ways to be able to do it in our day-to-day we're sort of learning as we as we go along
1: well well the the film is is fantastic it's visually stunning the stories are fantastic so um and I know that our audience is mostly in the U S but we do have some, some people that, that do listen that are in the UK. Um, so, you know, we can't recommend this film highly enough. Um, uh, the, you know, it, if you have some time, would you tell us a little bit about each other? Cause we, we yeah. didn't, I didn't actually ask any questions about your organization. So, so tell us, tell us about each other and kind of, you know, what, what your mission is and vision. Yeah. And like
2: that. So, um, each other are, um, We're a human rights journalism charity, which is a bit of a mouthful. But basically, we tell stories um, around, tell stories, make films, animations, all different kinds of um, ways of telling stories, basically, um, about human rights issues in the UK. Um, So often people think about human rights as something that happens somewhere else. It's something that might happen, you know, in the third world. It isn't something that happens here. Um, And what we do is we try and take you know sometimes quite dry um stuff about law and legal issues and rights and try to show people where they're already protecting us um where they're being threatened like why you should think about these things and what we also do is try and center people with lived and learned experience so we have a policy about nothing about us without us so if we're doing a project whether it's about you know young people with exclusion or like transgender rights or like race we absolutely kind of like want to ensure that we are speaking to people in those communities and 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 listening to them um and and yeah so we we we've got our website we put out we you know it's very odd charity i've worked in lots of charities in the uk and usually we have like campaign managers and policy you know like administrators and my organization we have journalists and we have filmmakers and and that's like i'm not sure i mean maybe there are but like we don't think there's that many creative directors in the third sector in in the uk so in charities there aren't many people you know doing my uh, sort of job
1: yeah i i don't think we have very many creative directors uh, in in the nonprofit sector here in the us either uh so i think that is unique unique and uh, it sounds like a fantastic organization um uh, and uh, just I forgot to mention this when you meant uh, when you mentioned the young people and the ad hack, but um, but what what a communications like <laughs> genius campaign, right? Like to create this. Uh, yeah, I, when I saw it in the film, I just I was like, oh my gosh, these people are amazing. You know, uh, it's
2: amazing. Me. It's amazing. The the apparently the map. I need to go and have a look at it but there's a there's a museum in london called uh well london museum and it's all about london and um they've got one of the one of the maps from the from the tube like in the museum so yeah but it was like amazing because like they they totally had it all sort of set up in that as as you see in the film like they knew it was going to happen they knew they had to be anonymous and they had a second sort of like organization who was then like waiting, kind of like ready to sort of like move into being the public face of, of what they were trying to do. Um, but yeah, just incredible. What an amazing, inspiring bunch of of young people, which is what happened on the day, because like it wasn't just me who was like, what? Like, you know, we had we had politicians who were like, what on earth is this? And got those, got the group into like, you know, to speak to education select committees in Westminster, like you know they went to the House of the Parliament, they spoke you know it's just amazing, just amazing they're inspiring, I absolutely love them, and they were just you know an incredible, incredible bunch of young people who are going to yes. be leading the world like, if we 're lucky like you know
1: absolutely <laughs> um, well, why don't you um if you don't mind tell everyone where they can find you know
2: yeah www.eachother.org.uk backslash school dash exclusions but if you just go to the the main website you can have a bit of a potter around but yeah we have got like a hub of different kinds of things um all the resources all the films all the all the articles and then the main film um but yeah
1: fantastic well sarah wishart Uh, Thank you for being on the Think Inclusive podcast. Thank you. That will do it for this episode of the Think Inclusive podcast. Subscribe to the Think Inclusive podcast via Apple Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a question or comment? email us at podcast at thinkinclusive.us we love to know that you are listening thank you to patrons pamela p veronica e kathleen t mark c sarah c kathy b and our brand new patron sonia a for their continued support of the podcast when you become a patron your contribution helps us with the cost of audio production Transcription and the promotion of the Think Inclusive podcast. Go to patreon.com slash thinkinclusivepodcast to become a patron today. Thank you for helping us equip more people to promote and sustain inclusive education. This podcast is a production of MCIE, where we envision a society where neighborhood schools welcome all learners and create the foundation for inclusive communities learn more at mcie.org. We will be back in a couple of weeks to talk with co-teaching expert Marilyn Friend. Thanks for your time and attention, and until next time, remember, inclusion always works.